Hi everyone, David Harris with you here for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus, banning facial recognition. Now those of you tuned in to the news over the last few weeks might have noticed that back in the middle of May 2019, the City Council of the City of San Francisco, I think they call themselves the Board of Supervisors, that legislative body voted 8 to 1 in their first of two necessary votes to ban the use of facial recognition by their police department and some other city agencies. Uh, This is particularly interesting to me and to listeners to Criminal Injustice because we've done a lot of work here uh, and put together a lot of content for you on surveillance technology, everything from automatic license plate readers to facial recognition and drones and on and on and on. And this great news item uh, really does connect the dots between episode 36, where we had Alvaro Badoya of Georgetown University's Technology Center talking about facial recognition and its shortcomings and its promise and also its perils as a surveillance technology with episode 49, which in which we had Barry Friedman of New York University talking about his great book, Unwarranted, with our very last Ask Dave from Holly in Idaho, where she asked, you might recall, what could citizens do about all this surveillance technology that seems to be coming at us from everywhere all at once? And that's what really caught my eye about this particular story. Now, surveillance technology, let's concede up front, it does have good law enforcement and public safety uses. There's no doubt about that. Bedoya said as much back in episode 36. If you are looking for a perpetrator and you have a good, clear, uh, photographic, digital image of the perpetrator, you can do some things that allow you to find that person more easily. The concern in San Francisco, and by the way, it being San Francisco, sort of the heart of the tech boom, Silicon Valley's right there, all the big companies are there. Um, It really does make a statement that it's coming from San Francisco, um, this band that is. Um, uh, The the idea that you you can fight crime with it, like you can fight crime with ALPRs, the license plate readers, uh, let's not ignore that. But the idea, I think, behind the, uh, the impetus to ban this software altogether is that facial recognition seems to have a unique ability to track people everywhere they go every time they're out in public if it is widely deployed. And those of you who follow these things uh, might be thinking of the way the Chinese government seems to have deployed facial recognition very widely in the region where the Uyghur Muslims, a minority in China, live as a way to have broad, almost panopticon-type open surveillance of this entire population. And I think there's real fear out there that if this technology takes root and it goes everywhere, uh, that that's what we could be in for at some time in the future. So this is a strong statement, I think, uh, by a leading tech city that says, you know what, hold the phone here. 
we're going to stop this right now. Maybe we'll come back and consider it later, uh, but we are going to put a halt to this now. Now, here's another thing to know. Uh, the uh, San Francisco Board of Supervisors has no jurisdiction over federal use of facial recognition. So uh, federal agencies in San Francisco or around it, at the airport, whatever, they could still be using this. They don't have any jurisdiction over other governments in their regions, such as the Bay Area Rapid Transit, the BART, or the police in neighboring communities. And in point of fact, their own police had tried facial recognition and had actually blown it off. They found that it did not work well, it wasn't for them, so they weren't actively making use of it. But this is a... You know, a textbook example, a perfect example of exactly what I was trying to point to in my, uh, my answer to Holly in that last Ask Dave. You don't have to wait for a case to go to court. You can, if you're a citizen, if, you're, if, you, if you get organized, and if you put together the effort, you can petition your government, your state government, your local government even. And that's what the San Francisco Board of Supervisors is. It's just a local government to take action that reflects the opinion of citizens that they might not want this kind of technology widely deployed in their city. And there is nothing in the Constitution that says a local government cannot give its citizens more protection under the Fourth Amendment uh, rather than just the protection the Fourth Amendment gives them. Because if the Fourth Amendment permits facial recognition to be used, or maybe you need a warrant, maybe you don't, that's all one level. But that's the minimum level, the federal constitutional level. You can prod your local government into doing more to protect your rights to privacy. And that's really what appears to be in action here. An important point here, you don't have to have an outright ban of a technology to be doing things that will help citizens have more privacy. It wasn't necessary that the uh, Board of Supervisors ban facial recognition outright. They could have put in a regulatory scheme. They could have said, uh, San Francisco police, you can use it, but only for these purposes. They could have put in a scheme that says, you can use it, but you have to get a warrant from a judge. They, they could have done any number of things. And it's not impossible for me to see that maybe other cities uh, will do things differently than San Francisco when they approach the question of how they want a particular surveillance technology to be used or deployed. But the point is, you can. You can do this. And that's what brings me the connection with episode 49 and Barry Friedman. Barry Friedman wrote this great book, unwarranted, in which he basically says, we've been trying to regulate police by looking backwards for too long. That doesn't really bring the kind of results we would ideally like. Going to court when the evidence has to be suppressed, that means the technology's already in use. That means you have to have a contested case in which there's a bad guy because evidence has been seized, because if you have no evidence seized, pretty much you're not going to be going to court. You can't sue civilly, too. But again, it's highly laborious, and you're really reacting to the technology after the horse is out of the barn. What you want, ideally, says Professor Friedman, is to be regulating the police up front. You want something like the Los Angeles Police Commission, in which there is a regulatory supervisory body uh, over the police that has jurisdiction over these kinds of questions, 
before a technology, a tactic, whatever, gets used. That's pretty rare still. But this is an example of one way it can be done. It's great if you have a Los Angeles police commission or something like it because it can take the global view. You can develop expertise. It can be a long-running body that just does this kind of stuff. But if not, go to your city council. Say, we don't want drones hovering over us. Or maybe we do, but only for these purposes, only on these occasions. Whatever it is, you can have a voice. And what I really like about this story, despite the criticisms of the ban, and some of them are legitimate, here is Professor Jonathan Turley of George Washington University. He says, it is ridiculous to deny the value of this technology in securing airports and border installations. It is hard to deny that there is a public safety value to this technology, close quote, in the New York Times. Well, good, fine. Uh, so maybe your law will create exceptions for settings like that. You'll work with law enforcement to have the law reflect the needs of your community, both for public safety and for privacy. But the point is, and again, what I really like about this story is you have people saying, we want this, or we don't want this, or we want it in a certain, want it used in a certain way. We don't have to meekly accept whatever is dished out to us as far as surveillance. When you're talking about questions of surveillance, you don't get second cracks at this stuff. That's my experience. Once the technology is out there and it's in use and law enforcement comes to depend on it, very hard to pull back on it. That's it. That's your news bonus. San Francisco banning facial recognition technology, connecting several of our recent episodes I am David Harris. It's always fun to talk to you about these issues, and I'll be back to do it again next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Interviews are recorded at the studios of WESA in Pittsburgh. For more information, links, and past episodes, visit criminalinjusticepodcast.com.